Welcome, listeners, to your Monday all-time radio straight from the Haunting Hour Vault. Ooh, I can't wait. Two Tales, your first is all about... Well, <laughs> funny, I just can't remember. So weird. But I can remember the second story. Fate is written, locked in like the cells that bind our protagonist's fate. And the lady that would torment his fate line, Jenny Daniels. Jam-packed with intrigue and mystery, you're going to love both these stories. Now today is a lovely day, not only because I get to spend time with you all, but also, I have a new white tea warlord, and their name is... I Own Cows. <laughs> this lovely listener has supported me from very early on, leaving comments and chatting to me on my SoundCloud in the early days. Some of the funniest comments come from I Own Cows, and they always manage to put a smile on my face after each episode. So not only do they have me smiling, but now you're helping the show out. I am truly lucky to have you. Thank you so, so much. I am currently working on something special for each of my White Tea Warlords, because I want to say thank you for your support. It will be unique, I promise. It's just taking way longer than I'd hoped it'd be. But quality over early delivery is my focus here. Now, a big thank you to my White Tea Warlords. The King, Matthew J. Bauer. The Sharp and Savvy, Maya. Divided by Zero, the podcast hero. And newly added, I Own Cows, the hero of herds. Thank you so much. I say it every episode because this kind of support just surprises me in a good way as to how many giving people are out there. This show is all the better because of you. And my own covert ops listeners, my old grain forces, Chad Warren, Just Heather, Lee Bauer, Lorraine Crisanto, Mace Joe, Paige Marcini, Peter Raffaelli, and Michelangelo Yacone. Thank you all for your support. Today I'm drinking a really strange tea, candied apple with cinnamon spice. It tastes way better than it smells. That I can definitely confirm. It sort of smells like a pine tree, but drinking it is like eating a slice of apple. Bizarre. Very bizarre indeed. But weirdly enjoyable. I'm sure that's how some people rate this podcast. Now turn your lights off, get cozy, pull yourself up next to your speakers, and let's listen to two tales tonight. Just you and me. For your enjoyment by Roma Wines. That's R-O-M-A, Roma Wines. Those excellent California wines that can add so much pleasantness to the way you live, to your happiness and entertaining guests, to your enjoyment of everyday meals. Yes, right now a glassful would be very pleasant, as Roma Wines bring you... No. No, stay where you are. Do not break the stillness of this moment. For this is a time of mystery, a time when imagination is free and moves forward swiftly, silently. This is The Haunting Hour. Unidentified Body.
A simple situation can become quite intriguing when fate steps in and adds the necessary twists. Take the case of the notorious gang who put a crime reporter on the spot because his articles were dangerous to them. Now, add this twist. The fact that the gang has never seen the reporter. And add this twist. The fact that the gangsters flee from a gunfight, carrying with them the unconscious form of a stranger, a man they do not know, a man who happens to be Jim Briggs, the newspaper reporter they would like to lay their hands on. Is he on the level, Fred? I think he is, Chief. If you can only teach Schmidt to keep his hands to himself. I didn't do nothing. I only... Shut up. I only... I said shut up. Watch where you're driving. Can you still see the cops beating? I think we lost them, Chief. It was a close call. Too close. The town isn't safe for us. Not as long as that guy Brick pounds us in the Daily Herald. What do we do, Al? We've got to get rid of him. It won't be so easy now. It's either him or us. Schmidt. Yeah? Take the next turn and head back to the hotel in town along Route 7. Let me tell you, Fred... This was Briggs' fault. He's got the cops worked up about us. He's got to go. But how? Where am I? What do we do with him? The way things are, we can't risk taking him to a doctor. No, we'd better... Hey, wait a minute. I think I can handle him now by myself. Better than a doctor. What do you mean? Just that with Trigger doing a disappearing act and lying low for the time being. You mean maybe this guy... Yeah, you get it. We can use him. Fine. Go ahead, then. He's all yours. I don't want any interference. Don't worry. I'll see that these monkeys clam up. You too, Schmidt. I didn't say it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Fred. What's the matter, fella? My head hurts. How'd it happen? I don't know. I, I don't know. I... I don't know anything. Who are you? You know me? I'm Fred Booth. Fred Booth? I, I don't remember. Now, look, fella. I'm going to help you. Help me? Look at me. No, look right at me. It's hard to hold my head that way. It hurts. Fine. All right, I will. You don't remember anything? No. Let's see about that. Where do you live? I... I don't know. What was your father's name? His name was... I... I don't know. Now, look, fella, you're in a bad way. You've lost your memory. You've got a lot of things to learn again about yourself. Yeah, I understand. I'm going to start off with your name, and then later I'll tell you all we know about you. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Fred. Your name is Trigger Martin. Real name, Henry, but we've always called you Trigger. That sound familiar? Trigger. Trigger Martin. Remember now? You ever heard the name? Yes. Somehow it seems familiar. Trigger. Trigger, wake up. Huh? Oh. How are you? How's your head? Oh, it's, it's better, friend. You've been sleeping since we got here about three hours ago. Yeah? Where's here? Oh, oh, I remember the hotel. That's right, the Crescent Hotel. The Crescent Hotel. What else do you remember? Well, everything that you told me. Anything else come back to you? Oh. Are you sure? Yeah, that's all. Now, what did I teach you? My name is Trigger Martin. You're Fred Booth. Go on. Chief is Al Drake. I was driving with uh, George Smith. Now, how about the little fellow? He's called Petey. Um, Fred. Yes, Trigger. What do we do? We? Yeah, I mean, you're the, the, the brains, aren't you? Well, yes, I'm the guy who figures things out for Al. And Schmidt? Well, Schmidt's good at safe cracking and some of the heavy work. Oh. Petey used to be a dip, a pickpocket. He's got light fingers. Nervous, but good to have around sometimes. Oh, what, a, what about me? 
The rest of us have pulled some pretty rough stuff, Trigger, but we've all kept our hands clean of your line. Huh? What is my line? It's murder, Trigger. Murder. How's he getting along, Fred? Trigger. Okay. Your treatment? Well, what's wrong with her? Risky. Nah, he'll be all right. He's better. We'll need him, but soon. I told him just now that he was a killer. Yeah? Any questions? No, he just wants to learn all about himself. Great. Uh, would you be liking your rooms cleaned out, Mr. Drake? Sure, any time, Mrs. Calder, but since when do you open doors without knocking? Well, if you're not up at this time of day, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Oh, it's not that, Mrs. Calder, but sometimes we have business conferences and can't be disturbed. Oh, business, is it? Well, I've got a couple of dollars put away I'd like to invest. Uh, Mrs. C., you're a great kidder. Then why should I be kidding? I'd like to live in style like you and Mr. Booth and the other gentlemen. Finance is hard work, Mrs. Calder. You'd better stick to cleaning. And that's just what I'll be doing if you gents will let me. Well, I'll start in this inside room and... Uh, uh, Mrs. Calder, I uh, I don't think you'd better go in there. Not for a couple of days. No? One of our associates is in there sleeping. Mr. Schmidt? No, a new associate. He, uh... He was hurt a little. In a hunting accident. He's got to have red. Oh, you. I'm thinking you'd just like to be living in a dirty room. Well, I'll be back later then. I think you'd better. And remember, don't go in there. I'll not be forgetting, Mr. Drake. Chief, we ought to get out of town. Really hide out. They can't pin anything on us yet. Besides, I like to live nice. I like to live. What's eating you? You don't have a murder rap against you? So what? Trigger's the only guy in this mob who ever had the chair to worry about. Now, Al, calm down. You saying something about me, Chief? Uh, Trigger, you ought to be taking it easy in your own room. I tried, but every time I lay down, my head started. Something hurting you, Trigger? Not exactly hurting. What then? This business. What you told me before about my... my killing people. I don't like it. What's the matter, Trigger? You going soft? Maybe I am. You know what happens to pals of mine that goes soft. No. No, I don't. Nothing much. Nothing much that you'd care to hear about, and we don't even notify their families. I don't know. Does that make much difference to me? I can't even remember my family. You can't remember lots of things, but they happen. So what? So I want to quit. Trigger, I want to quit, do you hear? I don't know what I did before or how I felt before, but I know I couldn't go around knocking off guys just because you put the finger on them. Not now. Maybe the shock on the head softened me or made me yellow or reformed me or whatever else you want to call it, but... I just couldn't kill a guy, and I know it. Not now. There's something inside tells me. What are you going to do about it, Trigger? There's nothing to prevent me from walking out of here. Why, you... Take it easy, Al. Now, look, Trigger. How many guys have you knocked off? I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember anything except what you told me. Now, listen to me. And listen carefully. I know of six. Me? Six murders? Yeah. And I don't know how many before you started working for Al. I heard you'd done plenty. Sure. Sure, you can walk out of here if you want to, but it won't do you no good. I don't get it. Six murders. Practically every cop in the country's got orders to drag you in, dead or alive. And with your rap as a cop killer, they're going to shoot first. Now, you want to walk or do you want to play ball? Well, I'll stay. I have to stay. Petey, will you stop jumping from one chair to another? I can't help it, Trigger. It makes me nervous to stay in one place. Well, then get out of here. I can't. I would do sick like that. You're not doing me any good. Why don't you get out of it? Uh, hi, Chief. 
Well, Trigger, I see you've quieted down. Not so independent like you were a couple of hours ago. I'm okay now, I suppose. Petey, you can take a few minutes off. I'll stay with, uh, with Trigger. Thanks, Chief. Now, are you going to work for me, or do you want to be plugged by a cop? I said I was staying. Make sure you mean it. I've got a little job for you. Oh? Who is it? There's a little squirt of a reporter on the Daily Herald in this town, and he's out to cause trouble. What's he done? Shut his mouth off about me. Every day for the last week in his paper, he knows too much. What's his name? Jim Briggs. Where can I... Where can I contact him? I don't know where he lives or what he looks like. Hogan, my outside man, is trying to get some dope on him before you go to work. All right. Okay. See you later. Pete. Yes, Chief. Fred Schmidt and me are going out on some business. You stay and keep Trigger company. Sure, Chief. So long. So long. Pete, how long have I been working for Al? Three years, about. Why, it's funny me not remembering. Who'd I work for before? I don't know. You never told me. Do I have any friends, you know, outside the mine? I don't know. You didn't talk much. How about family? I guess you got some. Where do they live? I don't know. Did you ever see me with a girl or anything? Why are you asking all these questions? Come on, Petey Joe. I don't know nothing like that. I don't understand, Petey. Can't you tell me anything about myself? Will you quit pestering me? Petey, did I ever serve time? Yeah, yeah, what, I think you did. What prison? Stop it, stop it. Will you don't ask me no more questions. I only asked you what... I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I just shut up. Questions, questions, questions. I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. Petey. What's the matter with that guy? Yeah, come in. Excuse me, sir. Uh, you mind if I do a bit of dusting? No, not at all. Come on in. Uh, Mr. Drake told me not to disturb you, but the dirty room kind of gets you down when you have to stay in it, don't it? Yeah, it does. You! It's a nasty knock you've got on your head. It's nothing. I just bumped into a door. Oh? Well, if you'd like, I'll send Dr. Reisner up. He's the hotel doctor. Very good he is. Oh, it'll get better by itself. Well, just as you say, sir. Well, I'll be on my way now. Just a look in a promise, but I'll do a fair job tomorrow. Thanks. Oh, just pick up that piece of paper near the door, will you? This one? Yeah. You want it? Yes, please. Petey dropped it. I'll give it to him. Thanks. Goodbye. So long. Petey. Tell Al everything's set for Trigger's burial. You supply body, Kogan. So they're going to get rid of me. Well, we'll see about that. Trigger! Trigger! Yeah? Did you happen to see me drop a little piece of paper? Piece of paper? Yeah. When I went outside. No, Petey. No. No, I didn't. <laughs> Our story is about a mine, a mine from which all memory has been erased. Its owner was brought to the headquarters of Al Drake's notorious gang in the Crescent Hotel. There, his history was taught him by Fred Booth, brains of the gang. There he was told that he was Trigger Martin, Trigger Martin who had killed many men. Even though he felt he could not go on with his murderous career, he knew he was bound to it by his past. But then he intercepted a message that indicated he was to be killed. 
Everything's set for Trigger's burial. You supply body. Why do they want to kill me? The cops, I can understand, but me, their own pal. I've got to get out of here. I've got to escape. I've got to... Trigger. What do you want? Snap out of it. I wasn't doing anything, Schmidt. You're sitting there thinking I don't like it. Well, what do you want me to do? Talk. Talk? I don't feel like talking. Petey says you drove him nuts with your talking. Now you're quiet like a boneyard. Come on, talk. All right, I'll talk. Do I have any family, Schmidt? I didn't say for you to ask questions. That's all I've got on my mind. Well, keep me yourself, then. You don't like staying here with me, do you? Well, Tommy, though. Said you shouldn't be left alone. I'll be all right. I won't try to get away. I didn't ask you that. Oh, go ahead, Schmidt. I'll be okay. I'll play some of the records. I don't want to get into no trouble with that. You won't. Go on. Go on. Take a little time off. Thanks. Thanks, Trigger. I'll see you. Uh, pick a good loud record. Stardust, St. Louis Blue. Darktown, Strutter's Ball. Look at this. Personal Recording Studios, Boardwalk, Atlantic City. Regards to Al and all the gang from Gloria and Trigger. This I gotta hear. Gloria. Say hello. Say anything. Well, I just want to send our regards, Al. I mean, me and Gloria. How long do I have to talk for? I'm not triggered, and I'm not. But who am I? Do they know who I am? Why are they trying to tell me I'm Trigger Martin? He's asleep now, Chief. Petey's standing outside the door. Fred? Yeah? I don't like it. Why not? It's too smart, it won't work. Oh, what's worrying you? Someone's gonna miss him. That means trouble. Maybe he don't know anybody in town. That chance. Get him out of here tomorrow. Kill him. Not me. I don't like murder. Look, Chief, the guy is sold completely on the idea that he's Trigger. Gives me the willies a Trigger waiting to be buried, and this guy thinking he's him? Oh, stop acting like Petey. Look, the guy gets in our way when we're doing a job. Schmidt knocks him out with his clumsy mitts. We can't leave him around. None of us wants to bump him off unless we have to. Then I'd come to the rescue. We should have left him there. If I'd known he'd lost his memory then, I would have. But this way, he's going to bump off Briggs, and we'll be in the clear. It's a perfect setup. You hope. Sure it is. I'll figure it out for yourself. I don't know, Fred. I only wish I knew who he was. Trigger. Hmm? How you feeling? Oh, much better today, Fred. Your head all right? Oh, sure. Al told me he had a job for me. Yeah. I think I could do it today. You better do it today. That's what I came to talk to you about. Al said the guy's name is Jim Briggs. That's right. And if you know what's good for you, Trigger, you're going to get him. But fast. Look what he says in today's paper. The most flagrant flatterer of the law in this gang of hoodlums is a vicious gunman who goes by the name of Trigger Martin. Of all the members of this organized crime syndicate, he should be the easiest to convict, for it is rumored that he is responsible for at least six cold-blooded murders. How about some action, Mr. Police Commissioner? What do you think about that, Trigger? Let me see, then. What do you want to say it for? I read you the part about you. I want to see it. Okay, here. Punish yourself. The most flagrant flutter of the law in this gang of hoodlums is a vicious gunman by the name of Trigger Martin. And how do you like that? 
That guy's going to see that you burn unless he gets shut up. Hey, what's eating you? Fred, did I ever see this article before? No, you couldn't have. Just come out today. For a second, I thought... you got no time to think, Trigger. The only thing that'll do you any good now is to get a hold of that Briggs and... Yeah, yeah. You're right, Fred. Briggs. He's my man. Listen, Al, I've been waiting three hours. I can't stand it. i got to get into action. Take it easy, Trigger. Let me track the guy down. That's Petey's job. Yeah, as soon as he's got the dope, I'll give the ghost on But, Al, I'm a dead duck if I don't nail Briggs and soon. Yeah, you will be. But we can't afford to make any mistakes. That's what I've been telling him, Chief. But he got all worked up about those newspaper articles. Save it, Trigger, until... Well, that must be Petey. Open up, Schmidt. Okay, Fred. Well, Petey. Any luck? I just got a line on this guy, Briggs. Go ahead. Uh, don't rush me, Chief. Makes me nervous. Come on. The Herald got him in from Chicago to do this job on us. He's new to town. That's why we don't know him. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Where's he live? He's got his office set up and his room's in the same place. Sends his stuff to the Herald over the phone. Petey, where does he live? Gee, gee, didn't I tell you? 41 McDougal Alley in the basement. One of them garden apartments. Did you get that figure? Sure. 41 McDougal Alley in the basement. Okay, that's right. Here's your gun. Get going. Yeah, McDougal Alley. 47. 45. 43. Uh, 41. Basement. Careful. Maybe a trap. Don't forget they've been lying all along. Careful. Careful. Door. Door to his apartment. Maybe he'll help me if he doesn't shoot me first. I'll try the door. It's not locked. It's dark. Light a match. Good work. Right on the head. He's out. Well, that'll take care of him for a while. Yeah, it was a close call. Close as I've had since I joined the force. Yeah. That gun ain't no toy. Oh. Yeah. He's coming around. Better snap the cuffs on him. All right. Wonder what his angle is on the case. Uh, question him. Uh, hey, come on. Uh, come on, snap out of it. Wake up, uh, you. My head. Come on, come on, come on out of it. What? Hey, who are you? What are you doing here? That's just what we were going to ask you. Well, this is my apartment. My name is Briggs, Jim Briggs. Jim Briggs disappeared three days ago. We're working on the case. If you're Jim Briggs, maybe you can tell us where you've been. Half the police force has been looking for Briggs. I, I don't know. I, I can't remember. All I know is that I'm Jim Briggs and this is my apartment. Yeah? 
Do you usually come into your apartment with a gun in your hand? I, I don't know. All I remember is... Uh, I remember watching a gun battle. You sure you weren't in it? And then... No, I remember now. A little. I, I was in a hotel somewhere in town with some men named Drake and Booth and Schmidt and, and Petey. They tried to... That's Al Drake's mom. Yeah. This guy is one of them. He must be that Trigger Martin character. You know, we never got pictures of any of them. No, I'm Jim Briggs, I tell you. Well, give me a chance. I think I can lead you to their hideout. Please. I think I remember where it is. Okay, Fred, this was your idea. He'll come back, Al. I got that guy completely bamboozled. Now, listen, Chief. I don't want to stay here and be trapped. They'll get us. They'll get us for sure. Baby, shut up. What I tell you, he's back. Okay, open up, Schmidt. Well, Chicken, did you do it? You told me to kill him, didn't you? Stop it, romantic. Of course I told you. Well, I did it. I found the guy in his apartment. I was working at a desk. He looked up and... I gave it to him. Let's have your gun, Trigger. My gun? What for? Come on, hand it over. I, I threw it away. I don't believe you. Smith, grab him. Oh, tell you don't, Smith. Put up your hands. All of you. Now, Trigger. No point in getting jumpy. How long do you think you'll get away with Cut it? Cut it. You know I'm not Trigger, and I know. Whoever you are and whatever your game is, no one person doesn't stand a chance against four. You won't get out of here alive. I think I will. Petey, open that door. Yeah, Quick. yeah, right away. Come on in, Carter. All right, you guys. Bundle these hoodlums into the wagon. Did you get what you wanted, Carter? Perfect. Direct evidence tying Drake to an attempted murder. We've been trying to get that for years. Great work, Mr. Briggs. Briggs, booze, you idiot. We had the guy all the time. Sure you had me. I didn't know it, and you didn't know it. Hey, that'll make a swell feature story. A case of the unidentified body written by the corpse itself. <laughs> Shadows and stillness, mystery weaves a spell of strangest fascination, charging the mind with doubts and fears. For mystery is a strange companion, a living memory in the haunting power. stillness of this moment, for this is a time of mystery, a time when imagination is free and moves forward swiftly, silently. This is The Haunting Hour, Second Chance. Give us a break, Warden. My city desk is yelling for a story. Yeah, how about that? Don't we read an interview with Duke Malone before the execution? You're wasting your time, boys. After all, it's a condemned man's privilege. 
If he wants to go out quietly, that's his business. And what a business. Gangster, notorious gambler, racketeer. A record of killings you couldn't pin on him, and now he gets the chair for murder of a nightclub singer. Sure, the Duke's always headline news. Come on, Warden, give us permission to visit his cell, will you? Forget it, fellas, forget it. You wouldn't see anyway. Now, if you'll excuse me, boys, I've got to test the power lights for the execution. Uh, just a minute, Warden. Any chance of a reprieve for Malone? Well, he's got as much chance as you fellas have of uh, getting a story. But come along now. You can try your luck anyway. I'd better phone in this story what there is of it. Yeah, you're telling me Duke wasn't much help. Okay, Duke. That's the last of them reporters. Yeah, much obliged, Ella. <laughs> Did me a favor. <laughs> hey, somebody, the lights. Something happened to the lights. I'll take it easy, Duke. You're only testing the power. Why don't you think of something else? So to take your mind off of... Off of everything. Are you kidding? Them just getting through testing the juice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. You don't know from nothing. You've never been in this spot. Now look, Duke. I've been on this job a long time. Yeah. One thing I'll never get used to is seeing anybody go to the hot seat. You know why? Because I was raised in the slums, too. I know what a slum kid is up against. Yeah? Every time I see a killer getting his legs shaved, I always think it might have been me. But it ain't you. Listen, Duke. My brother robbed a store, killed the owner. He stopped a bullet while the cops was chasing him. And that was when I knew that I was going to head for the straight and narrow. Give myself a chance. Chance? Yeah. You see, Duke, you cheated yourself. You didn't give yourself a chance. Now, I'll bet if you could do it all over again, it'd be different. You mean, knowing what I know now? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes, maybe you're right. I know what the score is now. I'm, I'm wised up. It's too late. Well, I just wanted you to know I'm sorry. Yeah, well, thanks anyway. Getting polite in my old age. It's a laugh. Old age. Something I'll never have, because one thing it's too late for me to get is a second chance. Second chance. Second chance, huh? Wonder. Would it turn out different? Sure. Sure it would. I'd make it. Starting back when I was 14, hanging around a pool room, a punk headed for trouble. I would have made it different. I remember that day. Benny and I were shooting pool in Joe's place. Sure were a couple of tough kids. No tougher than the other kids in the gang. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that day. Because if I'd said no, I would have said no if I, if I had a second chance. I would have said no. <laughs> Sure shot, Benny. And no fair tilting the pool table. Hey, Duke. Sorry to break up the game, but I gotta see you a minute. Oh, hi, Spike. Find number seven ball in the left side pocket, Benny. Ah, nice shot. Duke, will you listen? Move over, Spike. You're in Benny's way. Yeah, I'm in the cops' way, too. Huh? What's up? Plenty. Fell down the street, met with an accident. Yeah? And accidentally, I got some fancy jewelry on me. So what? Play it off the corners, Benny. So maybe you can help me get rid of it. My turn, Benny. Did the cops see the accident? I don't know. Maybe the guy squawked. 
Ernest Duke, I thought he was out like a light. Ah, leaving me behind the eight ball, eh, Benny? Well, that's a cinch. What's the matter with you, Duke? Ain't you sore at me? Nope. Back him up, Benny. Then I'm still in on that grocery deal tomorrow night, huh? Oh, oh that. Oh, count me out, Spike. You can do it yourself. And where'll you be tomorrow night? Tipping off the cops? No. I'll be at night school, plugging for a law course. Ah, quit your kidding. I'm serious. You're crazy, Duke. Night school? What put that on? Well, I don't know. I just got a funny feeling about things. Any objection? Yeah. Come on, we'll talk about it at Steve's place. You need a... The cops. They're out to pick me up. Yeah, and anybody with you. Come on, Duke. Out the window of the alley. This way, Duke, with Betty and me. Aren't you coming with us? Next to that. From now on, I'm making a beeline. The other way. What am I doing? I must be going nuts thinking this way. Giving myself a, another chance in my own mind. Yeah, but figuring this way, I, I know it would have been different. Because when they sent Spike up to the reformatory, I would have started night school. Sure, it had been rough. I'd have done it. I worked days, I studied nights. No time to get in trouble. I'd make a lawyer out of myself and stay away from the shady side of the law. All right, Bill, get in the car. Spike! What are you doing in front of my house? Waiting for you, smart boy. What's the matter? Stay after school tonight? Oh, I'll let go of my arm. Spike, I'll let you have it with this law book. <laughs> nice talking, Duke. Tough kids growing up into a tough lawyer. Grab him, Lloyd. Put him in a car. Come on, let go. Get in here. Let go. What is this? Another one of your famous rides, Spike? No. We're just going around the block a couple of times. What do you possibly want with me? Just thought you could use some easy money. Not interested. Use your head, kid. I got a proposition that's right up your alley. Yeah. It's this way. Now, the gang's doing fine. Why, we're in big business. Of course, we run into a little jam now and then. Look, look. Where do I fit in? As a mouthpiece. A good lawyer who'll beat his brains out for us. And I'm it, huh? Not a chance. Think it over. You'll need the dough. Maybe. I want it legitimately. Yeah, you're a sap. Not much like the kid I used to know. Now, look, if you just tell Louie to drive me home... Oh, sure, sure. You heard him, Louie. Back to Duke's place. Oh, Gee, thanks, Spike. I'm sorry I can't be of service, but in case of mistaken identity, I'm not your man. Maybe not, but I'll look you up again. You may change your mind. Look, save yourself the trouble. You won't find me. Oh, yeah? How come? Because I'm putting plenty of neighborhood between you and me. Sure. Sure, I can figure it now. Spike was bad medicine. I'd have stuck to the straight and narrow, just like the jailer said. Sure, it would have been lonely, but I would have been able to take it until I got my law degree. Then I'd get me a wife for company. Nothing like responsibility to keep it steady. To take my best girl for a ride on a ferry boat. Hmm, nothing like a view of New York from a ferry boat on the Hudson. Bess, you know something? What? I wish I could show you the... The whole world instead of just the skyscrapers in New York. You will someday, Duke. I'm sure of it. Well, you're going places. And and you, Bess? Do you think you could be interested in sharing life with me? Well, I... Oh, please. Before you make your decision... Bess, you, you know how I feel about you. Honestly, Duke, I've never been quite sure. But I, I thought I made myself perfectly clear. That I... you preferred Anne's company to mine? Oh, Anne. It's ridiculous. Oh, sure, I, I dated her a few times, but I... Yes, dear. 
What a cross-examination. Look, the whole truth and nothing but is... Well, that you're the girl for me. You're positive, Duke. I was never more sure of anything in, in all my life. Sure, with Bess, I'd have gone places. And was, was for a mug, a punk. Bess, Bess in a law career, being top man as a lawyer. Fancy setup in Wall Street, writing with the big boys. The legit stuff. Robert Duke Malone, attorney at law. Sorry, you'll have to make an appointment. I'll ring his secretary. Oh, Mr. Duke, good morning. Good morning. Uh, say, Duke, may I see you a moment? Hi, right, Reynolds. I'm sorry to inconvenience you this way. I'm waiting long. Oh, that's all right. I know you're a busy man. <laughs> Come right into my office. Thanks. Tell me, how's the stock market affecting you these days, eh? Ah, uh, not too well. Dropped a few heavy points recently. But things about to pick up, don't you think? Well, frankly, Reynolds, I wouldn't know. See, I've been so preoccupied with sure things that I have neither the interest or the patience for gambling. Uh-huh. Uh, have a chair, Reynolds, won't you? Oh, no, thanks. I just dropped by to invite you out tonight. Well, really? Something special on the agenda? Well, not exactly. I realized you might be lonesome. You know, your wife and children away at the country home. It occurred to me that maybe... Well, 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 that's really nice of you, Reynolds. Then you'll accept my invitation? <laughs> at the moment, nothing could sound more attractive. I can certainly use an evening of relaxation. That's what I mean. That's something. Mixing with the real thing, society stuff. That's what success does for you. A beautiful wife, a fine family, a, a country estate. That's doing all right. Big shot with an evening off for relaxation with the upper crust. That's the relaxation for me. a wonderful for show, Reynolds. I certainly enjoyed it. Glad you liked it, Duke. Glad you liked it. <laughs> Tell me, who is that, that lovely nightclub singer? Huh? Nice, huh? Hey, I noticed she sang right to you, Duke. <laughs> Objection sustained. Uh, what's her name, anyway? I, I didn't quite catch it. Would you like to meet her? <laughs> Wouldn't. Fine. I'll take you backstage and introduce you. No, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, that's wrong. Ain't the way to work out a second chance. I, I don't want to get mixed up with her again. Let me think of her. She's the nightclub singer that got me here. That's Jeannie Daniels. That's the girl I... I murdered. <laughs> Duke Malone, gangster, is in the death house awaiting his execution for murder. Something the jailer says makes him reconstruct his life, based on the premise that, given a second chance, he would not be ending his life in the electric chair. He goes back in time to his 14th year, when he first became involved with the law, changes the circumstances, and mentally builds up an honorable existence. All the trappings of success are there. A wife, a family, an estate, rich friend. But it seems inevitable for him to meet Jeannie Daniels again. Jeannie Daniels, the nightclub singer whose death put him on the spot. The girl he murdered. Hey, 
I don't want to get mixed up with Jeannie Daniels again. That's why I'm getting away from it. My second chance. I can't shake her. She's staying right there in my mind. Oh, I get it. I get it. This is going to prove that things would have been different. This is going to prove I... I ain't going to make the same mistake twice. I'll show her. I'll show her. Come on, Jeannie Daniels. Come on back into my life. Ah, here we are. Let's park for a while. Really, Duke, I've got to get some sleep. It's almost 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny, but the time element seems completely unimportant when I'm with you, Jeannie. Yeah. We have a swell time together. Oh, incidentally, that reminds me. Are you free for dinner tomorrow evening? Hey, what is this? A big rush act? I've been seeing a lot of you do. Yes. Oddly enough, all the time I've been with you, I had the strangest feeling about us. What are you talking about? I don't know exactly. Call it premonition, if you like. Don't tell me you believe all that voodoo stuff. Yes, but this this is different somehow. Well, let's have it straight. Well, frankly, Gina, I lost to explain it, but... I don't know what to say. Something just keeps telling me to, to stop seeing Jeannie Daniels. Well, I like that. Listen, Duke, you'll see me in as often as I want you to. Well, you know, if, if it weren't for a chance introduction by Reynolds, we'd never have met at all. Uh, wasn't Reynolds. It was that thing you're always talking about. Faith. <laughs> well, you will admit that Reynolds helps, are And, uh, by the way, just how well do you know him? Just an acquaintance. Met him at the club. <laughs> oh, so that's what's bothering Oh, no, 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 no. It's not it at all. I don't know. I, I'm too confused to explain clearly, but... Jeannie, believe me, there's one thing I'm certain of. Yes, too. You and I were meant for each other. What am I doing? What am I doing? I'm getting all messed up again. I... No, no, no. Not this time I won't. No matter what she does, no matter what happens, it, it won't end the same. That's what I'm proving. There's no such thing as, as fate. You make your own fate. I'm making it different this time. Well, Duke, I thought I'd find you backstage in Jeannie's <laughs> dressing room. Hello, Reynolds. How are you? Hey, you're just in time to admire my diamond pin. Isn't it lovely, Reynolds? Hey, it's a honey, Jeannie. A little present from Duke? Yes, yes. It's rather in the way of an anniversary gift. <laughs> really? What anniversary? <laughs> Two brief weeks. And I feel as though I'd known Jeannie for a lifetime. Another bracelet, darling. Oh, you're spoiling me, Duke. <laughs> you like it, honey? Oh, it's a honey. I'll uh, bet it cost a pretty penny. Oh, what difference does that make? Darling, nothing is too expensive for your pretty face. This is our best selection of white sapphires, Mr. Malone. I see. Well, yeah, I'd say this second ring on the tray seems attractive enough. For Miss Daniels, sir? Yes, of course. Uh, send it, will you please? I believe you have the address. Certainly, sir. Oh, uh, by the way, I'm sorry Miss Daniels didn't enjoy the diamond bracelet. I... I beg your pardon? Yes, she returned it this morning. Was there something wrong with it? Well, not exactly. She just didn't like the style. And chose something more suitable, perhaps? No, sir. Miss Daniels asked for a refund. I hope I did the right thing, Mr. Malone. I notified your office at once. Yes. Yes, of course. 
But in the future, please understand. Anything Miss Daniels decides is all right with me. Getting in deep. I'm acting like a sap. Let me get away with murder. Murder. No, no. There won't be any murder this time. I learned my lesson. I'm, I'm playing it right. No matter what she does, I'm, I'm keeping it in the clear. No matter what she does or all says. For heaven's sake, stop beating about it, Duke. Well, it's reasonable to expect some kind of explanation. Well, it does happen, that's all. Then why all the mystery? Well, I returned a bracelet and took cash. So what? It was my yes, gift. Yes, certainly it was, but why not tell me about it Oh, first? I was going to get around to it. So the doer beat me to it. Look, Jeannie, I, I don't understand this. All right, if you want to play dumb. I'm not stupid, Jeannie. If you needed the money, why did you ask me for it? Because... Well, you're so moody these days. I'm afraid to tell you anything. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about that. It's those awful headaches I get. You know, it's, it's strange, but I never dreamed that you wanted cash that badly. Well, it's time you woke up. Yes, maybe you're right. After all, a smart girl needs plenty of clothes and things, and, and I'm smart enough to want the best. Well, go on, go on. It's and strange. besides, it's a cozy feeling being in the chips. Of course, if you think I'm too demanding, well, then... No, 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 don't. Say it, Jeannie. Look, I, I, I don't, don't know what it is that makes me feel this way, but, well, I, I know I've got pawned my life to be with you. That's enough ice, Duke. You're messing up the kitchen. There, the ice in the glasses, Jeannie. Heaven's sake, Duke! Put down that ice pick before you kill somebody. I can handle it. Well, come on, let's go back to the gang in the living room. Just a moment. Shut that door and come back here. Why are you looking at me that way? Just curious, my dear, that's all. About what? About the $5,000 in cash that you need by tomorrow night. I don't have to tell you anything. That's my business. Oh, and it's my money. Hey there, you two. You've been neglecting us. If you don't mind, Reynolds, we're busy. Oh, excuse me. Well, finish whatever you're doing and uh, join us. Why don't you stay and help, Reynolds? Reynolds, that's not such a good idea. Oh, oh, I get it. Duke's in one of his moods again. Well, uh... Don't let it break up the party, huh? Come on, let's get out of here. You give me the creep. You're not leaving until we straighten things out. Duke, I've told you a hundred times. I insist on the truth this time. Duke, put down that ice pick. Ice pick? Oh, oh believe me, Jeannie, I... I didn't realize I had it in my hand. Oh, that was a close one. I gotta watch it. I get a hold of myself. This, this is the test. The girl is the same, but the guy is different. Me, 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 I'm different. I've got education. I, I got class. I can't spoil things in my second chance. I'll give her the money. Now, what's five grand to me? Life is much too sweet this way. I'll, I'll just give her the dough tomorrow, that's all. Maybe I'll break off with her. Yeah, yeah. When I give her the cash, I'll... I'll tell her that we're through. Through. Better talk louder, Reynolds. There's something wrong with this phone. I said, uh, is everything all set, Jeannie? <laughs> Couldn't be better, darling. Huh? Why, uh, what happened? Oh, Duke gave me some trouble. He waved an ice pick in my face. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, don't worry, sweetheart. It won't happen again. I bought a gun. A forty-five, Just in case. Hey, hold on a minute, Reynolds. I thought I heard something. Huh? Hello? Hello? Oh, yes, darling. What was it, Jeannie? Oh, the wind, I guess. Don't worry, Reynolds. I, I can take care of myself. Say, uh, you think he suspects anything? Suspect that I'm giving you his hard-earned dough? <laughs> Not a chance. Why? 
why I'm his little soulmate. Fate brought us together. Isn't that a laugh? <laughs> why, Jeannie? Go on, tell Reynolds what a complete Duke. fool I've been. Look at you. Yeah. Hello, Jeannie. Hey, what's going on there? Hello. Hello. It's funny, but I had a strong feeling that this would happen. Duke, where'd you get that gun? Right from your dresser, Jeannie. Very convenient. No, Duke, no. Listen, I can explain everything. Wait. Please! I was wrong, I was wrong. There's nothing to explain. Everything is very plain, very plain. I'm gonna do it all over again. I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna kill Jeannie Daniels again. Give myself a second chance, a million chances, wouldn't have made it any different. Because I was wrong about one thing. One thing. You don't make your own fate. It's there all the time. Written out for you long before you come along. So let him come. Let him shave my leg and my head. That's the way it had to be. Gosh, watching an execution isn't the nicest experience I can think of. I don't seem to mind this one. Well, they're turning on the final switch. Yeah. I guess Duke's had more than his share of living. And tough luck, too. The brakes were all against him. Uh, You never know. He lived the way he had to. But what a way to go out. I think Duke's resigned to his fate by now. I don't know. If he could relive his life, I'll bet he'd think twice before murdering anybody. Perhaps. But you know, life has a way of dictating and catching up with you. No, even with a second chance, he'd probably wind up in the chair. Yeah, maybe you're right. Some guys never learn. Shadows and stillness, mystery weaves a spell of strangest fascination, charging the mind with doubts and fears. For mystery is a strange companion, a living memory in the haunting hour. Well, listeners, the first tale was certainly different. I haven't covered a memory loss one like this before. At least one that had their memory come back, allowing them to save themselves from certain death. This one was particularly unique. And the story about the second chance, phew, that was yet another unique tale about the weaves of fate. Do you think we're bound on a preset fate? 
walking the fate lines to our own predestined adventure. I like to think not, and that we're the driver and not the passenger here. And of course, another big thank you to I Own Cows, who is just simply awesome. You really made my month with your support. Thank you again. If you want to see how you can support the show, just like I Own Cows, visit www.patreon.com forward slash sfgt. You can support the show on that website. And for those of you who aren't in that position, I completely understand. But if you still want to support the podcast, visit my iTunes page and leave a review. Those also mean the world to me. It's one of the best ways to have people like you find this podcast. And you are the exact kind of people that I love to have listening. Have a great day or night, you lovely awesomes. And I'll see you Wednesday for something different. As always, till next, we meet.